When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. What's happening? How are you? You know, I just got back from my trip. Yeah. I went to see my best friend, Erica. How's Erica? We had such a nice time together. You did? She's doing amazing. I got to see her new place. Her and her fiance moved into this adorable little house. Mm -hmm. And they have land. And there's a beautiful garden. What does that mean? They have land. Like, is they have a backyard, or they have like an, uh, a couple acres, or I guess, I guess, <laughs> like a very large yard. Yeah. Okay. In LA, I feel like anything that's like a piece of earth is land. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like a, a large yard. But then they're they're like fence. Like the exterior of their property is just is also just like land. It's not their land, but it just is nature. It's so nature. there's like deer and shit out there. Oh, and, really? So they don't live like in the city of Pittsburgh or they're like outside or I don't know what that's like. It's one of the little like boroughs around there, Mm -hmm. but it's very close by. But yeah, it's like on the outskirts. So there is more. It's a little in nature. Okay. Yeah. And what what does one do when they go to Pittsburgh? Well, when me and Erica get together, we just eat everything. We had like an itinerary of restaurants to eat at. And then she had like a list of food she wanted to cook for me. Wow. She cooked for you. It's like... Dude, I got off the plane at like 4 a.m. in the morning. It was like a terrible overnight flight. I flew Spirit, by the way. That was fucking horrible. It's Why? Like a, you're basically flying in a to-go container. <laughs> it's, it's so small that I was having like... Spirit's um, like the party. Uh, it, that's like the party airplane. It looks like all done up on the outside. It's all... It's very loud on the outside. It's so cheap. Like, it was just hundreds of dollars cheaper uh-huh. than the other ones because I didn't plan ahead. I just bought it, like, the week before. It's, like, so tiny that, like, I started laughing to the guy next to me because we were so, like, our heads were so close <laughs> together. And, like, we're both ti- we're both small people. And I'm just, like, what if you're not tiny? Like, how the fuck do you even fit on this plane? Like, wow. they have a, they don't have TVs. They don't have plugs to plug your phone in. Oh. There's basically no cushion on the chair. It's so hard. And your head is like above like the headrest? Yeah, you can like look over like and see everyone in the plane. It was just like I was And was it packed like every was, seat was taken? Yeah, and then the lady in front of me was having a panic attack because she felt like she was trapped because there was a woman who was like handicapped next to her and she was in a wheelchair and so she thought that if the plane crashed the lady wouldn't be able to get out of the way oh my god and she was really like (laughs) she was being very white trash about it she was getting really loud and then i tried to calm her down because she was like being mean Mm -hmm. it was like an older woman and her daughter who was 
I mean, it's already stressful enough. Like this woman is old. She, she's just in a wheelchair. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Make her feel like shit. Man, I thought the concern was like getting out and going to the bathroom or something. Maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. She was just... jumping to the nth degree. The plane's going down. How am I going to get off? Well, hopefully you survive. Well, I she mean, started like... like yelling about it. And then the hostess, whatever the flight attendant, <laughs> yeah, the flight attendant comes over <laughs> and she's like, we'll be back. Everyone just needs to get in their seats. Now the plane's leaving 30 minutes late because of the wheelchair woman. It was just having issues fitting on this tiny fucking plane. Mm-hmm. Like, and they just organized it wrong. I'm like, you could have, you should have just let her on last when everyone was already seated, but you had her come in the middle and now she's being rushed. Mm. And then, yeah, we do need to leave. But also this woman <laughs> needs help getting into her seat. Mm-hmm. It was just like a nightmare. And the lady was making her feel bad. And I was like, don't worry. I was like, the hostess is going to take care of it. She's going to come back and get you a new seat. Like we just have to get everyone seated. I'm sure like, I totally get it. You know, you don't want to feel trapped. It's it's going to be okay. I just kind of like tapped her through the seat and started talking to her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you're right. I think you're right. And kind of like chilled out because she was making a scene. Hmm. Like it was getting really stressful. And then so a baby. calmed her down. Yeah. Okay. And. And then a screaming baby. Yeah, too. there was a baby. And it was just so little. I was in like 50 positions and I left at like nine at night and got there basically at one in the morning our time. It was a terrible decision on my part. Wow. You're like, this is the cheapest flight. I'm going to take it. I don't care if it's only $50 cheaper. It was $300 cheaper. Okay. So. Well, yeah. Now you're like, I, w- I would have rather spent the 300 bucks. <laughs> <Seriously>? <laughs> but on the way back, it was Spirit also. And I had the whole row to myself. There was nobody on the plane. Oh. So that kind of made up for it. I just read a book and it was amazing. Okay. But the Pittsburgh experience, she brought me like homemade strawberry rhubarb coffee cake that she picked strawberries from her garden Mm -hmm. like she just does it up she is such a great host and we went to nature she took me to a bog which when she told me i was like is that that? a a fucking swamp like where are we going it was like a a sea of ferns Mm -hmm. like it looked like jurassic park and then there's this little dock where you walk above the little shallow water and there's salamanders and snakes and like these beautiful like trumpet plants that like eat insects wow it felt like jurassic park wow we like laid in this river and snakes were crawling over you (laughs) no well there was (laughs) it was the river was separate than the okay okay i'm trying to think what um erica's primal triad is oh because she's a capricorn she's a capricorn sun sun aries rising libra moon and capricorn sun yeah. Where is her, like, does she have Taurus or Cancer in her chart? I feel like she's just very nurturing and just a really gracious host and making things, like, beautiful and comfortable mm-hmm. and delicious. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's no planets in Taurus. There's no planets in Cancer. There's no planets in the second house, which is associated with the second sign, which is Taurus. There's no planets in the fourth house which is associated with the fourth sign, which is cancer. So, But her moon is in the seventh house, so, you know, the planet of emotions in the house of marriage, the house of marriage. So, like, you're, she's like your wife, you know, you have a really close relationship, so she... Her boyfriend was like, I feel like I'm living at, like, Ingrid and Erica's house, and I'm the guest this week. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. She really puts her emotions into her relationships of being caring and kind and those sorts of things. 
Um, but, you know, she's got Mars and Jupiter in the 12th house in Pisces, so she's very compassionate. That's that water energy. And her Venus is in Scorpio, so she, in the 8th house, so she feels very passionate towards those that she's in relationship with. So I guess that's where where it comes in, you know, that sort of nurturing feeling or caring and kindness and wanting to go the extra mile. What house is the house of friendship? Are any of our planets aligned? Because she's like my longest friend. Yeah. The house of friendship is the 11th house, which is like broad scope. You know, it's like it's like a group of friends. The house of marriage is where you would fall in, even though you're not married. She's not your fiance. You said, but it's she, like a long term. It's relationship. a long term relationship, and and you're like a karmic bond too, because you know you've undoubtedly shared a lot of secrets with each other. Like she knows yeah. a lot about you that not everybody knows, and yeah, so absolutely. that's where the intimacy comes in. So you would land in her seventh house, the house of marriage, and her eighth house, the house of death, more so than the eleventh house, the house of friendship. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love yes. that. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you had a nice time. You, you're you long overdue for taking a trip and doing something nice for yourself. I know. I had to like kind of force myself to go. Mm-hmm. I was still like having doubts and having like a lot of weird guilt and like missing out. Like what if I, what am I going to miss out on like money at work or like. Yeah. It's, that's the thing for you. You're, it's a constant like. Virgo, work, 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 work. And then your second house moon, which is all about got to make that money, got to make that money, you know? So when you're spending money and you're like spending as little as possible, you're taking Spirit Airlines on the worst <laughs> time to Honestly, leave. it was horrible. <laughs> Middle of the night flight. Uh, yeah. The red eye. So, yeah, that's yeah. a. Yeah, the idea of like taking the time off of work. Where it's like, I'm going to be spending money on vacation, but then also not making any. It's not always taking the time off work, but then you're spending extra that you normally wouldn't spend. Yeah. So it was just like this weird mind thing. But like, we ha- I have to fill myself up or like there's nothing left to give. Like, I need to do things with the people that I love. Yes. Or I'm just going to be burnt out, which I've been very burnt out <laughs> for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she also feels just very nurturing to me. It was just so mm. nice to be in her energy. We just enjoy so many of the same things. It makes it very easy to plan things together. Yeah. And that nurturing quality can come through, you know, connections between your planets and her planets. And, you know, your moon lands in her fourth house. So that might be why she likes to nurture you. Hmm. Because your moon, the planet of emotions, is in her fourth house, the house of home. So it's not always... The where the planets are in one person's chart, you know, because you might look at one person and they see, say you're in a relationship with somebody, it's like the her fiance or whatever is like, wow, I feel like I'm living in Erica and Ingrid's house, you know, it's <laughs> like she, maybe, and I'm just making this up, I'm not saying that he was feeling this way or anything, but if there was a situation that was like that, where it's like, you never do that for me, you know, it could be because that person's moon or planets aren't connecting with that other person in the same way that they are with you. I wonder and where so, his moon is because he 
he was very gracious about having me there. He was just very fun and so excited that we were spending time together. Yeah. And even me and him got some like quality time and mm. it was really nice. He was like, I want to make sure I make plans with you guys to do something. Nice. Yeah. It was just a great energy over there. Mm. Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm happy to hear this. So I'm I'm somehow still recovering from the vacation. I've been back for like a few days, but just putting putting all the pieces back together and resting from just traveling and the time change. And That's the thing that, you know, it's like you told me you got home and then you did like 50 things right away. It's a bad idea. You, you haven't even cleared the energy that you had, that you picked up in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a cancer moon. So you're every, all that energy that you picked up in Pittsburgh, you're bringing back with you to L.A. And then you're dumping all this extra L.A. energy on you instead of just like, clearing all the Pittsburgh stuff first before you fill yourself up with the LA frequencies. Yeah. I immediately got overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now I'm trying to take it easy today for okay. sure. Or even the next couple of days. I'm yes. trying to just chill this week and work on projects, but not, not take on too much. Yes. Well, you're here on the podcast now relaxing with our listeners and, uh, yeah, working on projects. You've got some great projects coming up. I'm yeah. very excited. Well, one, we got our proofs back. Oh, yes. That's very exciting for the book. It looks amazing. The Basics of Astrology is going to have a paperback version. Yes. That will be on Amazon maybe this week, maybe next week. We're, we're just doing some last-minute edits, and it will be up soon. We'll make an announcement. I'm super excited. It's more amazing than I could have imagined just having a tangible copy. I've used it so much. <laughs> Well, I'm, I've been using it so much because I have been planning on releasing some energy clearing sprays. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. I, I think people are going to be... I'm excited to see. I mean, I, I've i seen, you know, a sliver of what you're, you're <laughs> creating, and I just have to say it's amazing. Thank you. It looks beautiful. It's classy. And in like the Ingrid, like Ingrid wants everything to look amazing and it, <laughs> and it does like you've blown my mind so i haven't really smelled the scents yet because that's not completed but just the way that it looks is awesome and the time and the care that you've put into like curating the scents and the crystals that you're using and the way that the label looks and the bottles that they go in it's really special yeah i've been taking a lot of time trying to make it so perfect and I was having a meltdown about it like a month ago and I was like I don't know if I can put this together because I don't know the bottles aren't right that this isn't right but then I started just placing the orders to have them in my hands to see how they felt Mm -hmm. and everything that I've ordered so far looks so gorgeous I'm and now I'm just getting very excited to kind of wrap it up hopefully trying to get everything done by like the first of August I ordered these oils but of course I like was being a cheap bitch (laughs) And I didn't want to pay for shipping. So now I have all the things except for the oils and they don't come till next week. And I'm so annoyed at myself. I was like, I could have just paid $4. Like, why did I need to save $4? Uh, I love it. So by the time you get here next Wednesday, I will have some sense for you. And I'm meeting with a friend who does perfumery. Mm -hmm. So I tried to pick things based on my own just intuition because I've been making the sprays for myself for a long time and mm-hmm. using essential oils, but I don't know anything about blending them really. Like mm-hmm. I think they smell good, but he knows all about base notes and top notes and combinations that maybe I wouldn't have thought of. So okay. I feel like I did all the research with intuition based, but then also 
the signs and kind of consulting with you with the crystals and really diving deep into all these little pieces and I love all those things so it's been fun very exciting very exciting and and we'll be able to buy these on the website mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay so cool <laughs> awesome Shall we get into yeah, the week? Yeah, let's get into the week. There's a lot to talk about this week. Uh, so much happening. The full moon in Capricorn. Venus moves into Cancer. So before we get started on the week of July 11th to the 17th, I do have a few announcements. Number one, I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be back on Astrology Hub next week. That is the week of July 18th. So very excited to have the opportunity to share the planets and stars and talk all of that, uh, share my knowledge, share the knowledge uh, with everyone who listens through Astrology Hub. I didn't so. know you were going on again. Yeah, I didn't tell you. No, there. I mean, that's like the third time now? Fourth time. Fourth time. They love you. Yeah, I yeah. Real, feel very fortunate. It's so much fun talking with Amanda, who's the founder of Astrology Hub, And they're so supportive of me, and I'm very grateful. And I've met a lot of great people, a lot of lot of people that have found me over there now listening to our podcast too. So, so fortunate. I feel so fortunate. I also wanted to announce the astrology and love class. We're doing one more class on Saturday, July 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. So, if you are interested. In enrolling in that class, you will learn which signs may be most compatible with you. You'll learn when you may be most primed to meet someone new or focus and work on your relationships. Learn what to look for to determine if you found yourself a suitable match. And learn which planets create attraction, love, and commitment. If you're interested in enrolling in this class, email me, scott at theweeklytransit.com with the heading Astrology and Love. And we will get you enrolled. The cost is $74. It's a two-hour class. And then I also want to thank our sponsors. Very grateful for our sponsors. The list keeps growing. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast. Thank you to Deborah, Ross, Grace, Haley, Libby, Clarissa, Janine, Vincent, Catherine, Stephanie, Kimberly, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Ross, and Amber, thank you so much for your support. Yes, thank you everyone for supporting us. The more you donate, the more time we get to spend doing what we love, which is sharing the planets and stars with you. Yes. And if you want to support the podcast on a monthly basis, if you go to Spotify, it's in the show notes, there's a link there. Or if you go to our Instagram at the Weekly Transit, there's a, a link in the link tree there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Ingrid. And uh, if you'd like to like us five stars, that would be helpful as well. And uh, if you feel inspired and you have the time, write a review. Yeah, Ricky Ricky wrote us a really beautiful oh review God. this week. Thank yes. you, Ricky. So thank you. So thankful for all the reviews. But yeah, Ricky, <laughs> you blew my mind and you filled my heart with that review. So thank you so much for taking the time and spending the energy to really articulate yourself in that way. Okay, so here we are, the week of July 11th, and we begin the week with three planets we're looking at, but there's two that are connecting with each other, two that are aligning with each other, but one that's 
just by itself. And the only reason why I put this planet here is because of the historical significance of what is occurring right now. We have Pluto at 27 degrees in Capricorn. And where Pluto is right now today, July 11th, is exactly where it was, exactly how it was on July 4th, 1776. So a lot of people were talking about the Pluto return back in February, which is when Pluto first crossed over this degree. But on July 4th, 1776, Pluto was actually retrograde. And back in February, it was direct. So today it's retrograde at the exact same degree and feet as it was on July 4th, 1776. So it's just a reminder to... Ask yourself, how can I take responsibility for myself? Am I willing to accept the responsibility that I have on this planet, in this life, as a human being? If the answer is no or I don't know, then you're setting yourself up to be put up for someone or something else to take responsibility for you. This is, we're in a period of like a power grab. And that, yeah, that's not very empowering to have somebody no. else basically in charge of you. Yes. There's a transformation of power that's occurring right now. And if you are not taking responsibility for yourself, then someone or something else will take responsibility for you. So, how can you step into your power and take responsibility for yourself so that you can be in authority? of yourself rather than something else having authority over you. And it's really nice to mention this today when you look at the other alignment, which is the moon, the planet of emotions, in Sagittarius, the freedom-loving sign, the mutable fire sign symbolized by the archer, forming a trine with Chiron, the wounded healer, the, the wound and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound, in the cardinal fire sign of Aries symbolized by the ram. So you've got Pluto, the god of death, the planet of transformation in Capricorn, transforming how we relate to authority or transforming our relationship to authority. But then the moon, bringing that emotional sensitivity to wanting to be free. If you want to be free, you must take responsibility for yourself. This is why Capricorn is the sign that comes right after Sagittarius. Sagittarius is freedom, but in order to have freedom, you must be willing to take responsibility for yourself. So that's why Capricorn comes after Sagittarius. In order to have freedom, you must accept responsibility. Chiron in Aries. In order to have freedom, Aries comes before both of these signs. You have to have self-love. And self-confidence. If you don't have self-love, you don't have self-confidence. Mm. So one is rooted in the other. Self-confidence is rooted in love. And so where are you feeling insecure in life? And what can you do to claim that sense of self where you're willing to be authentic despite the fears? And then once you claim that sense of self and that self-love, then you're going to actually be free with your emotions. You're going to be able to let go mm-hmm. and move forward and be able to take responsibility for yourself. Yeah, that's it. You summed it all up right there. Yes. 
I love that. It sounds so easy just putting it into one little sentence, but <laughs> you have to put a lot of energy into healing that wound. It's all these little snags and lessons and squares that we run into where we get to practice this day by day. And then when this opportunity arises, it's like this is where we get to like reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. It's always so much easier said than done. But these planets are encouraging you to do. Yeah, if you want to feel free and you want to have an authority over your life, then you have to work on loving yourself. Yes, loving yourself. And when you love yourself, then you are willing to be authentic. And when you're authentic, you're free. And the responsibilities feel light as opposed to heavy. Okay, moving on to Tuesday, July 12th. Uh, (laughs) What is happening? And if you want to know what Ingrid's looking at, sign up for the weekly newsletter. That's where you can see all of these images that I've drawn. And Ingrid is beside herself right now because we're looking at six different symbols at once. Two, connecting to two, connecting to two. We'll get sign up for the newsletter, but then also go buy the... Buy the book, because then you can decode what we're looking at. You don't even need me to say it. You'll just look at it and you'll be like, oh, I see that. I know what that symbol is. That's how you start to learn to read the language of astrology. So one planet that we're looking at that we talked about on Monday is back in the mix. Chiron in Aries forming a square, which is a stressful aspect with Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld. The planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination transiting through the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab, Cancer. So, this is Cancer season. There's a lot of emotions coming up, a lot of tears. Mercury in Cancer draws the thoughts to the past, to your roots, to your upbringing, to the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors. So, thinking about yourself confidence and self-love maybe you have to look into your past in some way and reflect on where this debt of love comes from maybe it comes from your past and you weren't loved in the way that a child should be loved and now you have to look at that it's difficult to remember and nurture yourself so that you can find the love that you need in order to speak with confidence And this is a square, and although that sounds very uncomfortable to be looking into our past and seeing something that was upsetting Mm -hmm. and, like, unfulfilling, that's what's going to heal the wound to your self-confidence. So even though it's uncomfortable, it's still a gift. Yes. But that is how we heal our wound, is to actually go into that space and sit in the discomfort of allowing that mercury energy to, like, transform this, like, ethereal stuff into, like, a conscious thought so we're aware of it so we can heal it. Yes, that's it, having that conscious awareness. Oh, I'm wounded here. I need to work on this area. I need to pay attention to this tension. So it might not feel good, but healing doesn't always feel good. It's painful. Yeah, usually it feels very painful. Exactly. It's very emotional, very sad. And I think about, like, athletes that might get injured and then they have to like rehab like the rehab pro oh yeah i get to rehab it's like (laughs) super hard it's like why am i doing this is it really worth it you know that's what it's always an amazing thing to see an athlete come back from a, a horrible injury and so you know on an emotional level it's the same thing 
having that emotional pain and then having to go through and trudge up the past. Yeah, it doesn't magically just dissipate. Like people always say time heals all wounds, bitch. No, it does not. (laughs) It's just sitting there like waiting for you to give it some attention. It's like lingering there. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's where all of our subconscious stuff comes from. It's like, it's not maybe in the front of our mind all the time, Mm -hmm. but it is this filter in how we see the world and how we interact with it. Yes. Yes. So there's another planet in cancer, the sun, the planet of light, life and vitality bringing its light, life, and vitality to your past, your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, and your ancestors. It's forming a sextile, a a supportive aspect with the north node, the karmic pathway of the soul, and the soul's purpose. This is in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, Taurus. So when you think of... Aries, which is where Chiron is, it's self-confidence. After Aries comes Taurus, that's self-worth. In order to have any self-worth, you must have self-confidence. And so the North Node is moving through Taurus, really urging us to reflect on the value that we have for ourselves. And with this aspect to the sun, where do my values come from? Do they come from an experience that I had as a child? Do they come from my father, my mother, my grandfather, my grandmother? Where do they stem from? What values did I just kind of pick up and carry with me from my family lineage or my upbringing or my childhood? And what values are truly reflective of my soul and who I am? Maybe there's some that you might keep, but maybe there's others that you're ready to let go of because they don't truly reflect your values. Well, I'm seeing the other alignment that's left to talk about. And I'm wondering if that ties in because it's uh, Gemini is very curious energy. Mm -hmm. And And what's in Gemini? uh, Venus is in Gemini. Yes. So our love and relationships, we're going to be getting curious. And that's when you can kind of pick and choose what we want. And that's aligning in Saturn in the community. Saturn in what sign? Or Saturn in uh, Aquarius. Yes. Which is the sign of the community. Yes, exactly. So this is about taking responsibility for your relationships. Who are you in relationship with? It's taking responsibility for what you want to learn from your partners. And when you're taking responsibility for what you want to learn from your partners, that is going to be based in... Your values. Yes, exactly. And that's why Gemini follows Taurus. And I wonder if that's... That's always being curious and asking questions. So are we going to be asking questions in the community and maybe the answers that we receive are going to help us see what values are from our past that have just been ingrained in us and which ones we have chosen? Is that somehow part of it? I think that, you know, the community is a great way to reflect your own values. It's like, these are the people that I'm spending my time with. Do their values reflect me? Okay. Or maybe they reflect my family's values. You know, we hear that so often. It's like, why are we connected to these people? Exactly. It has to do with your values, but maybe there's something in you that says, these people don't really share the same values that I share for myself. There's something that maybe needs to be adjusted here or released. Yeah, I had like a conflict with a friend recently, and I value freedom and expression and connection. And I feel like in this moment, she like stifled me and was Mm. judging me and putting her 
trauma onto my life experience and wanting to kind of smother that. Mm-hmm. And I value being able to express myself. And it was just so it just created this very uncomfortable moment because I was like, when you're feeling triggered, it's like uh, like almost like a fight where you're just like, I don't want your values to be put on me because I value something else. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear that we have different values. So it's interesting because this person is being critical of you and there's someone in your family who's sometimes critical of you. Oh, that's too funny. And then there was also another person that you talked about who you hung out with when we were talking before we started here. And that person reminded you of someone else in your family. Remember what (laughs) I'm saying here? So, you know, this is why like friends, (laughs) it's like you leave your family and you're like, I'm done with them. I'm 18 or whatever. I'm ready to go be free and be on my own and all this. And you end up attracting people that reflect your family. It's like those little lessons in there, these little pieces or personality traits where you're like, oh, I didn't think that person had it, but now they're bringing up this old baggage that reminds me of my family. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if it didn't remind me of something from my past, it probably wouldn't feel so like intense for me. But that's why you're with that person in that moment to begin with, because that's the whole reason why you attract the friends. Well, (laughs) and now I'm thinking about it. It's like I'm seeing the Chiron in Aries and it was a moment where I really stuck up for myself. Yes. And this happened last week too, right? I think I shared something about work where Mm -hmm. I like really had to speak up for myself and it created an uncomfortable moment for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think I did it in a really good way and it definitely cleared some energy and also healed the wound to my self-confidence. I was like, this is who I am and I'm not afraid. If you, I'm not afraid if you don't like it, then you can leave, but this is what I need. This is who I am. And this is working with the energy. Uh, this is where you're doing the work, Ingrid, of what the planets are, how they're supporting you. And I'm getting less and less fearful of bringing that Aries energy, which can mm-hmm. be c- quite combative. Yes. But the more that you practice doing it, the easier it feels. Yeah, it didn't feel like it ruined my day. I was able to clearly and concisely express myself mm-hmm. without it being like a big fight. Like it was uncomfortable, but uh, afterwards it, you know, cleared itself. Yes. Good. I love it. Okay, ready to move on to Wednesday? Oh my God. July, <laughs> okay. July 13th. <laughs> okay, there's like a million things happening today, too. It's another crazy day. So, a lot of cancer. Uh, yes, more can Well, we've got Mercury in the sun again in Cancer. Uh, we've got Venus again in Gemini. This time, Venus is squaring off with Neptune, the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish and ruled by Neptune, Pisces. So maybe there's some confusion or illusion with your relationships. This is one of those things where we we talked about, I don't know, it was a couple months ago where it's like you have your intuition, but how can you back it up with facts, you know? And so if you're feeling confused in your relationships right now, ask the questions that need to be asked in order to validate what you're feeling intuitively. If you're just running on the intuition, then you're, you're flying in the clouds and you're, you're well, closing your eyes. That's where all of you, like our intuition is also our subconscious. So that's where all of our psychological baggage lives. So sometimes mm-hmm. we're responding out of like intuition, but it's based on past traumas. So yes. there's, don't even make any sense. It has nothing to do with the person you're with and everything to do with the person 
you are and everything that's going on in your mind. And so you're... You're like collected data from past, past, past experiences. Exactly. Exactly. It's like that projecting, you know, you're projecting on another person your trauma and you're blaming them for it. And it's like, dude, I wasn't trying to do that to you. I wasn't trying to do anything to you. You're freaking out for no reason. Ingrid, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Exactly. So, But once you ask the question and you say, why are you doing that? Why are you mm-hmm. treating that me, me that way? Like if you're on the receiving end of someone treating you a certain way that you don't like, mm-hmm. instead of getting super upset about it, asking the question of why are you acting like that? Because this is my intention. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that if you're the one getting upset at somebody to ask the question before you just get upset out of nowhere, is this what you were trying to do or what were you trying to communicate? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing that? Okay. Well, I thought something else because I made up the story in my mind based on my intuition and it wasn't even true. So making sure we're being curious on both ends of whatever conflict may be there. Yes. Definitely a day to ask the questions. In order to clear the the mental space, and I also see Capri- uh, the moon in Capricorn, which yeah, is well, well, that's going to be like the highlight of the day. I got a lot to say about that one. Before we get there, Mercury, more communication in Cancer now connecting to Uranus and Taurus. So yesterday it was the Sun connecting to the North Node in Taurus. Today it's Mercury connecting to Uranus in Taurus. So similar themes, but a little different in the nuance. It's like, how can you communicate your self-worth? So if somebody's acting a certain way towards you and it's confusing you, I, I want to know why you're acting this way towards me. What, what's the purpose for what you just said? I'm yeah. confused. Uranus is shaking up our relationship to the material, our self-worth, what we value. Our values are being shaken to the core. And I, I just, you know, it's cancer season. And, and I've been doing work with a lot of cancers during this period. And the thing that comes up is I'm always crying. And it's <laughs> something Ingrid says all the time, too. Yeah. There's like such a stigma with crying. And it's so sad hmm. to me that there's that stigma. You hear all the time, like, divine feminine. It's the rise of the divine feminine. If, if it's the rise of the divine feminine, then we need to stop giving people shit for crying because cancer is a feminine sign. It's feminine energy. That doesn't mean that men don't possess this. It has nothing to do with gender. It has everything to do with the energy that has been bestowed to you by the planets and stars. When you look at like Michael Jordan, who's widely considered the greatest basketball player that's ever played, and he's got a meme called the Crying Jordan. Oh, I where love he's that. The, <laughs> he's the, you know, he's an Aquarius, which is the unemotional sign, but he's a Cancer rising. So he's in tears all the time, and he gets super emotional. And people think it's funny, and even he's like making jokes about it or whatever. But <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, literally starting starting to cry just <laughs> thinking about it. I know you are. I know. It's so, so sweet. You know, this is the this is the season of tears. Tears are going to move the energy that's stuck. So think about what you value, the independence of what you value, which is different than I value tears because when I see your tears, I know that you feel something, and so that means something to me. So. How can you start the conversation about the past, 
about your upbringing and how that reflects your roots. Well, in my family, I wasn't allowed to cry. It wasn't manly to cry and that sort of thing. You know, what is that story that you can release? And when we talk about the release, that's the next alignment that we'll talk about, which is the full moon, the full moon in Capricorn. The full moon is a release. It's a release of the energy so that we can move forward to the next phase. The new moon is the inhale. The full moon is the exhale. The new moon is planting the seeds of the coming harvest. The full moon is showing and sharing the harvest. So with the sun in Cancer and the moon in Capricorn, these are opposite each other. That's why the moon is full. So Cancer is the home. It's your roots. Capricorn is what you want to accomplish and achieve. So in order to climb the mountain, you need a strong foundation. In order to grow the tree that bears the fruit that fills the belly, you need soil that is going to nurture the seed. And so this cancer work is churning up the past so that we can get to the good soil, so that we can clear up this what's stagnant from the past it's holding us back to get to where we want to go so that we can have that foundation to climb so what is it that you want to release what is it that you need to release from the past that is going to make you lighter so that you can ascend towards what you want to achieve well if we're looking at i think today and yesterday about being curious and if you're in the moment of having a conflict with somebody and you realize that whatever your reaction was, was based in your past. They ask you the question, well, why are you, why do you think that? And realizing it, but then using this Capricorn energy and taking responsibility for our emotions and our shit from the past. That is this filter that we are acting through. Mm-hmm. So like, as we heal these things, part of it is about taking responsibility and saying, yeah, I've been seeing it in this light because of this thing that happened to me. And once we sit in the discomfort and we really take responsibility for knowing why we are the way we are, then we can clear that out. Yes, that's it. Taking responsibility can be very uncomfortable sometimes because a lot of the times we can use whatever that memory is mm-hmm. as an excuse. Well, yeah. I'm like this because of this thing, uh-huh. but uh-huh. that's that's not the same as taking responsibility. Uh-uh. Taking responsibility is this happened to me and this is my story moving forward. Not that, something else. You know, I think about it as like, this is your roots, You know, you think about your family, think about your parents, think about the ones who raised you. Was their life easier or harder than yours? Was their parents' life easier or harder than yours? You know, we blame the ones that came before us for the reason why we're fucked up. I'm fucked up because my mom this, my dad that, and they're fucked up because their parents did this and that happened to them and all this sort of stuff. But now we're carrying all this baggage and it's preventing us from climbing to the top of the mountain where we want to go because we have all this baggage. But if we recognize these things from the past and we actually heal from them, we're not letting it hold us back. We we look at our parents and say, this is what they didn't have, so they didn't give it to us. And then it's our job to give that to ourselves and recognize they couldn't give it to us. They didn't have anything to give. It's not their fault. Yes. They weren't aware that that was the thing they needed to share. They never experienced it. Yes. So we can't just be resentful when people are doing the best they can. It's about honoring. It's about honoring your ancestors. That's what this is about. It's about releasing the guilt and the blame 
or the blame. It's about releasing the blame and taking responsibility. This is my opportunity to right the ship for my ancestral line. This is my opportunity. Like when you think about Uranus, like my lady and I, like, you know, she's talking to me about how, oh, you know, things are so tough right now and all this, you know, everything going on in the world. And I was like, yes, I hear you. But at the same time, like, think about the last time Uranus, we talked about Uranus on this day, connecting to Mercury. The last time Uranus was in this place in Taurus was during the Great Depression in World War II. Would you, were things better then, (laughs) you know? And then you go back even further to the time before that was during the gold rush. I mean, when you think about the insanity, you, you, Ingrid, you're just, you're just talking about how I got on a plane at, at, uh, at nine (laughs) o'clock and, and I didn't get, I got in at one o'clock in the morning, our time, and I was squished in and this and that. Can you imagine, would you ever consider getting in a horse and buggy and traveling that trip from Pittsburgh to (laughs) Los Angeles? Can you imagine? Take months months and as you're going through any number of things there's illness the the amount of yeah adversity that those people faced you know you ever heard of the donner party where like Mm -hmm. they're going over the sierra nevadas and they froze and they ate each other to like survive i mean and and i'm over here like complaining about my uncomfy (laughs) plane ride of four hours didn't have any food (laughs) on the plane this is ridiculous it's like there's still divots in the ground in certain parts of the country where these wagon trails went through that's how many thousands or millions of people traveled across the country it's insane that's how desperate people were and why did they go because they heard if you put a pan in water there would be gold and so they risked their lives to do that when you think of that and you think of how hard it was for people that have come before us it's maybe easier to say, okay. Have some perspective. Yeah. Like, my life isn't as horrible as I thought it was. I need to really, like, get my shit together and take responsibility. This is my opportunity. This is my opportunity in this physical body to right the ship, to make a difference. Do I agree with everything that my parents and grandparents and all these other people that came before me, what they did or any of that sort of stuff? Maybe not. But this is an opportunity for you to really commune with your ancestors and ask them for help, to honor them for them trying to do their best and asking for their help for you to get to where you want to go. I mean, I think most parents want their kids to be better off. Yeah, of course. And so, yeah, this is a heavy full moon, but able to do the release okay i feel like i got worked up on um so yeah okay so now we are on to thursday july 14th mercury in cancer is now connecting with the north node in taurus just as the sun was a couple days ago now it's time to take that conscious look done the release You've honored your ancestors. You're ready to step forward onto the mountain and begin your climb. Check in to your values, your self-worth. How can I honor myself and those that came before me through my words and 
the way that I connect with others. I mean, your North Node is your soul's purpose. So yeah. I think sometimes we forget that the material is very important. Like, what is our purpose? Our material surroundings are going to affect us emotionally. Mm-hmm. They go hand in hand, even though sometimes we can say, like, the material world is separate than us. It's really not. Having the things that you value around you change your life experience. Mm-hmm. And definitely nurture your emotions, making you feel safe, making you feel comfortable. And if you're conscious about that, then you're going to be curating this experience for yourself that feels fulfilling. Mm -hmm. That's it. Awesome. Friday, July 15th. The moon has now moved on to Aquarius and it's forming a sextile with Chiron in Aries. So now the moon is in that unemotional sign. Hopefully it's balancing off this cancer energy where we are taking a more logical look at what we're feeling and... Well, we probably cried it all out and now we're able to... Like crying about it and feeling it all. I think this is like a wrap up of the, the, the Chiron and Aries. Like we're healing that wound. We've done all the crying and now that the logic comes in, it's kind of like the last chapter where we're able to sit in that energy and it not feel so sad mm-hmm. or deep or uncomfortable yes we can get the logic out of it and that's also very healing yes how can i learn how can i learn from the emotional release and and claim my self-confidence and the moon is in aquarius so maybe that's just sharing in the community what you've been experiencing and learning about yourself yeah sharing your feelings and and expressing yourself authentically from a rational perspective and then people will be able to digest what you're Mm. putting out there when you're using that logic it's easy for someone to absorb the information that you're giving them yes saturday july 16th the sun is conjunct mercury in cancer so maybe some more emotions now uh with the conversation people are yeah i mean would this be more of possibly an internal conversation like maybe you shared in the community and then whoever you shared with is now you know going inside of themselves and maybe thinking about what i think that's one way to look at it i think another way though is it's just going to be a messy tearful conversation okay you know i mean it could be that it could be that internal experience um but You know, maybe there's conversations in the home that are occurring now, conversations with family. Um, Everyone's had their release and they're they're talking about it with each other and maybe reflecting a little more, uh, sharing what they've learned, how they're feeling. It's, it's It's a time to really communicate your feelings, connect your feelings to your thoughts or your thoughts to your feelings and share those with those that are close to you. And then... Finally, yes. (laughs) Sunday, July 17th, Venus in Cancer. So... More crying in relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, maybe. You know, it could be, you know, the feelings are coming up in relationships. Um, It's also a time to really root into the home with those that you are in relationship with. You know, spend time in the home with those that you're closest to, those that you love the most, those that you can truly open your emotions to. Uh, But yes, could be crying in relationships, 
more sensitivity in relationships. You really got to be kind of careful with each other, I feel like, with Venus and Cancer. Maybe just making sure to be gentle to the Mm -hmm. people that are close to us because we're all feeling so sensitive. Yes, that's it. That's it. And this is happening from July 17th to August 11th. The last time this happened was June 2nd to the 26th of 2021. Think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. What was going on in your relationships last year from June 2nd to the 26th? If you're somebody who has key astrological points in Aries or Libra, there could be some bumps in the road with your relationships. So like Ingrid said, just be kind and caring and aware of that we're all feeling a little more sensitive and how can we be a little more empathetic to one another is that it for the week that's it for the week are we gonna do questions i have one from heidi she wants to know if we could speak about the differences between a night chart and a day chart I, well, actually, I don't know what what would be considered a day versus okay, a night so chart. Okay, so like when you're looking at a chart and you see that line that splits the circle, that horizontal line that splits the circle in half, that's the horizon line, which means everything above that line is what was in the sky when you were born. Everything that was on the other side, the bottom half of that line, was on the other side of the earth. I see. So if it's a night chart, the sun is going to be beneath that line because the sun's not up in the sky. If it's a day chart, the sun's going to be above that line. And so I don't really feel comfortable saying like it's so broad. You know, there's extroverted placements in a day chart and introverted placements in a day chart. There's extroverted placements in a night chart and there's introverted placements in in the night chart. If if your sun is in the fifth house, which is associated with the fifth sign, which is Leo, that's a night chart. But that's also somebody that's going to have the characteristics of Leo, which is very sun-oriented. Somebody who other people are easily attracted to because they have this flair for the dramatic or they just have a bright, shining light in their aura. So the answer to the question really is... There is no difference specifically from a day to a night because you really have to know where the sun is placement yeah, is. Exactly. It's like what house is the sun in? I, I can't say night charts this and day charts that. That wouldn't really be accurate. That wouldn't be an accurate statement. It depends on which house the sun is in. It could be an extroverted house, it could be an introverted house, whether it's day or night. And it depends on what planets are connected to the sun. There's so many variables. It's. It, I think it's ir, irresponsible to say... To generalize. That, yeah, to generalize. Okay. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very intense week. Okay. We'll see you next week. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. Transit, 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 transit.